podcast listener, welcome to the Living Better Podcast, where you will get to hear stories, secrets, strategies, and tips to help you lose weight, get strong, and feel amazing. For more information about the Living Better Podcast, head on over to CrossFitHale.com slash podcast. All right, and we are back. So I'm back again with Coach Heidi, and um, today's topic is Mind Over Muscles. So that's your that's your title. That's totally my title, Chris. <laughs> uh, so what that means is really how your physical skills versus uh, your mental toughness really contributes to what makes a good athlete, right? So let's start with that question. At our gym, um, what makes a good athlete? Is it background? Is it skills? No. I mean, not it helps, really. right? It, it can help you get in the door and often um, – Sometimes it's a good precursor to giving you the confidence you need to boost into the results you want. Right. But it's not a requirement. Do you have to be swole or toned? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. That's why you're here. Does it does it only work for 22-year-olds who uh, just finished their university college or university uh, athletics? Nope. Um you have to be perfectly healthy? Absolutely not. We are shining examples of that. You'd be hard pressed to find one of your coaches that hasn't beat themselves up easy earlier in life. Right. Um, our, I'd say our most successful athletes are a variety. Uh, we have, you know, 75 year old, 19 year old. Actually, we have four year olds. Actually, well. we <laughs> had we had both of those in class this morning. It was really interesting to see in opposite corners of the gym. Those two just absolutely crushing that workout relative to them. That was great. Same workout. Same workout. Uh, we've got people who are overweight and underweight. We've got people who are perfectly healthy and who are super injured that have had, you know, bad accidents. Um, we've got people with a lot of experience and we've got people that are completely new. Uh, so, you know, in, in our gym, we kind of count a lot of those types as our most successful athletes. On the other hand, we've had people that have tried to work with us who have been complete failures. I always say they're complete failures, but mm -hmm. you know that it just didn't work out despite the fact that they've have 10 years experience training, they're certified as trainers. Maybe they've been, you know, previous athletes and they've tried all sorts of different stuff. And what, and the main difference is mindset. Absolutely. Um, with the right mindset, we can take someone from the couch who has never trained in their life and is 50 pounds overweight and completely injured with busted knees and elbows and stuff and get them doing pull-ups and running the eight minute mile, right? With the wrong mindset, we can't even teach you to do a proper push-up, right? So let's talk a little bit about what is the sort of right and wrong mindset. So what, what do you think makes up the right mindset, Heidi? I, I think coming in with an open mind is first and foremost important to getting progress, right? And we talked about how sometimes people can stand in their own way if they have tons of experience, if, you know, they know exactly what they're doing, what they're doing, or they think they do. If you can come in with an open mind and be open to instruction, open to coaching, open to our expertise as far as how to move safely, you will get gains. If on the other hand, Games. You games. <laughs> we talked about swole. I mean, that's that's a very small part of what we do, but more on that later. But really, if you think about the people that come in with kind of a closed mind thinking, oh, no, I do push-ups this way, or no, I like to lift a barbell this way, it's really impossible to coach, and it's really impossible to 
help you take ownership over those results. So, so you, you, you come in with um, willingness to learn. Yes, yeah. absolutely. What else? Um, being open to not being good at it. Right. It's absolutely okay to fail. I think the biggest thing that we see is when someone takes failure as a starting point, as opposed to a curse of, I'm never going to be able to do this, they have the opportunity for growth, right? If, what, what does that mean, taking failure as a starting point? It means that, okay, say you cannot do a pull-up today. Does that mean you won't be able to do a pull-up two months from now? Mm. For some people, that's their cue to quit. I'm never going to be good at this. I'm never going to to be able to do these. And maybe even after two, three months, you don't have it. And maybe sometimes you still think you're never going to do it. The difference is some people are willing to take the process and maybe someday I'll aspire to that. Right. Whereas some people use that as an excuse to quit or an excuse to get off of those goals. So yeah, that's huge. Yeah. And that's a, I mean, that's a great example actually pull-ups. Cause I would say that maybe 10, 15% of the people who walk in the door can do a pull-up when they first walk in the door. Yep. But if you've been here for six months training consistently three times a week or so, you know, that number bumps up to like 50 to 60%. Sure. So, you know, and, and you, go in years in and it gets closer to 75, 80%. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's yeah. How you handle failure, you know, if you can't do something, does it mean you'll never be able to do it? Or, you know, is it sort of a first step in the process? Exactly. Is it a point to grow from or is it an excuse you can make yourself to quit? Right, right. Yeah. So um, what else? What else uh, would make up the right mindset? Um, I think embracing fear mm-hmm. of the unknown. What we do in here is not routine in any means, especially when you think of what normal people experience in a standard gym. We don't have an elliptical. Right. We we have a bike, but that I wouldn't say it exactly relates to the bikes you would see in a normal gym. Um, super bike. A super bike. Yes, that's a good way to put it. Someone actually asked me the other day if they could up the resistance on it, and I just laughed and walked away. <laughs> um, anyway, dealing with the fear of the unknown, um, dealing with the fear of the fact that sometimes what we do is kind of scary. We're pushing your boundaries. Your growth is really going to come on the limit of, of your current abilities. If you continue doing what you're comfortable with, you won't grow into it. You have to really embrace the the fear and learn how to handle it yeah, yeah, and respond to it in a constructive way. What do you think? That's an interesting one because it's not being fearless. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to be scared. It's yep. just being able to do it anyway. Um, it's, it's really interesting when we, when we're just about ready to kick off a workout, there's like this, you know, we, we're, we're saying, okay, guys, are you ready? And somebody always needs to run to the bathroom. <laughs> or somebody always has a last minute question Never or fails. whatever. And it's just them really dealing with the, like their fear, their little nervousness before, before that workout kicks off. And for some people that's, you know, just a bunch of talking. Some people, you know, get their eyebrows all bunched up and go, oh, okay, I'm going to go for it. But the point is everybody is doing it anyway. Yes. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's a really interesting one. It's not that you're fearless. It's that you're learning to deal with it. Um, I would, you know, I would add kind of going along with what you were saying is just, you're going to be terrible. Like it, you know, you got to be willing to be terrible at a lot of things um, to, to be able to, to make the next step. 
right? And and I think that kind of goes along with fear and failure is just the fact that, yeah, you're probably going to finish last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're probably not in as good a shape as you think you are. Yeah, that girl over there who weighs half what you weigh can lift twice as much as you. That's fine. You know, yeah. you, you got to be willing to sort of be terrible for a while while you develop the skills uh, to, to eventually get better. Absolutely. I think that that word terrible, it actually puts kind of a fun spin on it because if you think about it, your progress is relative to you. Yeah. Are you being terrible relative to you? No. You're you're probably pushing yourself and doing really well. So even if you're you're maybe beat up a little bit about Joe over there that's doing something crazy or, you know, like like Jay said, the girl over there that's outlifting you, um, it, you can't really compare yourself to someone else. You are not terrible in the sense that you are the worst athlete you could possibly be. Maybe you're the slowest. Maybe you're the weakest for the time being, and that's totally okay. I think you just have to to embrace that mindset of you're doing something positive and you will be less terrible tomorrow. Yeah. In a lot of ways, you know, when we talk about mindset, it's actually easier to start a program like this if you don't have a background to know what you're capable of and what you're not capable of. Um, you know, if, you, if you're coming in going, yeah, I've never lifted weights, you know, I, I haven't run more than a half mile in my life, and, uh, you know, I've never done any pull-ups or push-ups, then everything that you do is like, wow, this is amazing. This yep. is this new thing. But if you come from, like, a very athletic background, and you find that, oh, wait a minute, I can't do what I used to do, or wait, that, that you know, 55-year-old there sure. can do a lot more than I can, that's a pretty tough on your ego. Sure. And I I think one thing really comes to mind with that is, sorry, guys, I'm going to call you out here. People that come into the gym saying, oh, yeah, I can do 100 push-ups. Why are we only doing 15 in the workout? (laughs) And I say, okay, sure, we'll go over the push-ups and make sure you can do them correctly. And you ask them to do push-ups. And they do 100 really good elbow bends, but they never actually get all the way to the ground and maybe in a weird position. And so, so it really level sets when you come into this gym specifically and, um, you you kind of have to take the ego down a notch a little bit in yeah. order to to mediate the impact of what's coming in, right? If you think you're great, you're going to be really upset when, nope, that that's actually not a real push-up. Right. Whereas right. if you come in with an open mind saying, I'm going to learn push-ups from scratch. Great. Okay. Can I do one from my knees? Yeah, I win. Awesome. Right, right. Okay. So that actually leads us into the next question. So now we know what the right mindset is, how do we develop that mindset? I mean, everybody's going to come in with a different background. You know, some people are going to have a lot of experience. Some people are not going to have a lot of experience. So, you know, how would you develop the right mindset? Now I'm going to start here because I actually, this is, this is where I start everything. I think that if you ask yourself why you're doing this and you figure out a good answer for why you're doing it, then that will be the first step in developing the right mindset, right? It's like if you come in thinking I'm doing this because I don't know what would be a bad reason for doing this. I'm doing this uh, a bad reason, maybe one that's not specific. Mm. So I'm I'm doing this to look good. Right. Why? Yeah. Exactly. The question is why. 
where do you dig in to actually find the real reason you're doing this? Right. Am I doing this to look good for my wedding that's in six months? Okay. Why is that important? Maybe I have a vision of myself mm -hmm. in my head of when I felt my best and my most beautiful. Okay. What does that mean? Why? I want to lose weight and get toned. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because I have this vision of myself that I want to um, build that self-esteem up again. Yeah, yeah. And, and then if, you can dig down. Exactly. And if that's your why, then it doesn't matter that you can't lift as much weight as the person next yep. to you because your goal is to is to look better and fit into mm -hmm. your wedding dress, right? And and that's a, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that reason. Sure. But as long as you're really specific about what you want to get out mm -hmm. of it, then that then that works. Um, what what's the next step you would say to develop the right mindset? I think you just have to show up with an open mind and be ready to work, right? Mm. If you're showing up with any preconceptions of, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, I'm not willing to try, you're not really going to get very far. Right. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it is, it, it's more than just a class. You, you really have to sort of prepare yourself mentally like, okay, <laughs> I am, I am forgetting everything that happened before today. Yep. And I'm going to show up and do the best that I can today. And Absolutely. Work as hard as you can. And often you show up knowing it's going to be painful. Yeah. You know often if the workout is not necessarily your favorite or right. not your favorite movements or not things that you're great at. And sometimes you have to give yourself that little boost. If you show up on a day, say, again, with pull-ups, and you know it's something you struggle with, but you can wrap your head around a version of success that looks good for you for that day, then it's easier to get in and get the work you need to get done, done. Right, right. Um, so showing up ready to work. Yep. Um, third step, I would say something you mentioned earlier is something we, I like to call beginner's mind. So no matter where you are, no matter how much experience you have, showing up, being ready to learn something. Yes. Right. So, um, you know, I like going to uh, our classes because I get coaching. Um, and even though I've been doing this for many years, there's a lot of things that I need to work on. And if nobody, if I am unwilling to listen to the coaching, then I'm never going to get better. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that also goes back to if you were the best and great at everything, why are you here? Right. What is it that you're looking for? If you know everything and you're great at everything and you're not willing to learn, why are you here? Right. If, on the other hand, you're open to hearing what we have to say, open to the corrections, open to, you know, maybe adjusting your, your learned, what you've learned in the past or what your definition of fitness is based on how we're trying to push you in the right direction of health and efficiency, then, then I think that you have room to grow. It's just, if you come in thinking, you know, everything, you're going to really struggle to make any sort of results that you want to get out of the process. Right. Right. Um, and the last set, the last step for developing the right mindset. Mm -hmm. So last one here, prepare to fail, prepare to be terrible. Like really, Jay, what's the worst that can happen? All right. I could die. <laughs> <laughs> Good news. We haven't had that happen yeah, yet. We haven't killed anyone yet. Sometimes I do warn people, like you may feel really bad yeah. as we do this. You know, you may feel this sort of uh, pressure in this point. Embrace it. It's okay. Right. You may feel feelings that you haven't felt before. Yeah. It's, it's actually, you know, it's this idea of stoicism. It's like you kind of prepare for the worst, you know, so what's the worst that could happen? Well, you're not likely to die. 
mm-hmm. right? Maybe you're worried about injury or you're worried about, you know, whatever. Okay, how could you mitigate that risk? If you're really worried about injury, how could you mitigate that risk? You maybe could go a little bit lighter. Maybe you yep. could slow it down a little bit. Maybe you just do the thing that you feel the most comfortable with. Um, you know, maybe the worst that could happen is you could finish last. Or not at all. Or not at all. Maybe you don't finish at all. Yep. Um, again, you're still not going to die. Yeah. And uh, nobody here is um, writing, you know, going to gonna kick you out of the gym because you finished last. Absolutely not. Or not at all. Again, we go back to that. There are times when, when even we as coaches do not finish workouts. Yep. At the end of the day, if you show up ready to work for class and you know it's going to be drag out and you are super scared of it, know that in an hour from now, you may be sweating in a puddle on the floor, but the hard work will be done. You will have accomplished something. You'll leave with a great workout and you'll feel better. Yeah. So it's not a death sentence. An hour is 4% of the day. I promise you'll survive. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's a good one, 4% of the day. Um, no, I did the math. <laughs> um, and, you know, the, the other thing with preparing to fail is, you know, I think it's it's that, it's going back to that thing. It's just feeling the fear and doing it anyway. I mean, for me, and I know that we've we've done this before. It's like sometimes just watching the clock count down from ten to one, and as soon as it goes to zero, and you you know it's three, two, one, go. It just all goes away. You feel that fear, you feel those butterflies, and then you know it's done. You're just whatever happens happens. Usually right? it goes away. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes mm-hmm. it takes a little while to remember that you can do those things. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, ultimately, it's just going to be a learning experience sure. and. You're going to come back again the next day and be a little bit better. Absolutely. And and that really, it it develops grit, more or less. Yeah. Um, feeling that fear and picking up the barbell anyway. Yeah. Just trying is more than you would have done if you succumbed to the fear and did nothing. Right. So, or, or, you know, running that full 400 meters exactly. rather than walking up. Yeah. And that's really ultimately the, the best part about what we do is the fact that it is so mentally challenging mm-hmm. that every day you come in here and you finish something or you even just attempt something, you have a small victory. Yeah, absolutely. And that's so much of why we like to celebrate the wins at the end of every class. It's high fives all around because guess what? Everyone's afraid. Yeah. Everything was really, really difficult for the most part. Even if you're great at a workout, even if it's your most favorite movements, it's still going to be hard. So every rep you do, every run you get, every time you do something that maybe you couldn't have done yesterday or two months ago or six months ago, that's a big win. And it's worth being proud of and worth celebrating. So good things come out of here. Yeah, good. Um, Excellent. Well, I think that's a great place to wrap it up. Thanks again, Heidi. Yep. Thanks, Jay. Talk again soon. Thank you for listening to the Living Better Podcast. For more info or notes about the show, head on over to CrossFitHale.com slash podcast. See you next time.